We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, we are voting for president, a U.S. senator, and members of Congress, among other things, next month. But the item on the ballot that may have the most direct impact on you could be the constitutional amendment to change Illinois' basic tax structure. Depending on whom you ask, it could be a change for the better or worse. And we're going to ask both sides. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Proponents call it the fair tax. Opponents call it the tax hike amendment. What it is, is a proposal to change Illinois' flat income tax, where all taxpayers pay the same rate now, just about or just around under 5%. The proposal is to make it a graduated or progressive tax. The higher your income, the higher the rate you pay. The federal income tax is like that. But what would it mean in Illinois? This weekend, we're going to try to help you decide for yourself in a discussion with advocates from both sides of the issue. We are still doing the social distancing thing because of COVID-19. So joining me via Zoom conferencing is Quentin Folks, the executive director with Vote Yes for Fairness. That's the main organization backing passage of the amendment. He's also president of Think Big Illinois, which advocates for Governor J.B. Pritzker's agenda. He's also been the governor's campaign manager. On the other side is Tony Duncan with the Coalition to Stop the Tax Amendment. He is an entrepreneur of the Tax Hike Amendment, the, the Coalition to Stop the Tax Hike Amendment. Let me get the full name straight. He is an entrepreneur and wellness coach, and he's the founder of Body Science, a fitness training operation on the North Shore. And gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Craig. Um, you, Quentin, Craig. folks, let's start with you. People are being asked to change what's essentially a very simple tax system. Everybody pays 5% of their income. So why go to a tax with several levels? Uh, simple. It's about fairness, Craig. Uh, and the reason is because it's simply not fair that someone making a billion dollars a year is paying the same tax rate as somebody making $40,000 a year. This whole concept revolves around asking those wealthiest in the state to step up and pay a little bit more. Uh, currently in the state, uh, we have an extremely regressive tax system where the lowest 20% pay around 14% of their income in state and local taxes and fees, while the top 1% uh, pay around seven and at seven point four percent, so roughly you know half, um, and so it's just not fair. Uh, and the fair tax will allow us to address that by imposing higher tax rates on higher income earners and lower tax rates on lower income earners, while giving ninety seven percent of Illinoisans a tax cut. Well, now Tony Duncan, people are seeing and hearing lots of ads that say the fair tax isn't fair and could be costly to taxpayers and the state. What makes a fat flat tax fair? Well, first off, let me just say uh, thank you so much for letting me come on to your show and speak with you and your audience. 
It's a pleasure to talk to you. You know, I'm born and raised in Illinois. I've been a small business owner, my wife and I, for 26 years. And, you know, we believe wholeheartedly that the issue at hand right now is not about fear. It's about power. It's about giving Springfield politicians unyielding new power to hike taxes and to create as many brackets as they want whenever they want taxing us or taxing our, more money to our residents. But people might say, you know, they can raise taxes now. Uh, I mean, in fact, I've covered the I covered the legislature for a number of years and sat. You know, I remember when the tax was two and a half percent. So it they can raise it now. What's the difference? Well, the difference is first and foremost that they're able to now to um, put people into different tax brackets so that they're no longer having to tax just the entire group, but to switch it up so that they can tax whatever group they want whenever they want, as much as they want. If they were serious about these taxes, they would have been baked into the amendment, but they're not. And they, they just want to have power. It's just a power grab. Well, Quinn, folks, what do you say to that, that, that this is just opening the door to future taxes? I say that our taxes should have people segmented into their ability to pay, which is what the graduated income tax or the fair tax is all about. This has nothing to do with power. It does not make it any easier for Springfield to raise taxes on anyone. The power to tax is the same under the flat tax right now as it would be under the fair tax if it is um, put in place by voters uh, this election season. So it's just simply not true that the fair tax gives the legislature any additional power. Uh, but we do believe that those wealthiest individuals, and in this case, the top 3% are those individuals making more than $250,000 a year, should step up and pay more. Uh, the lower middle class in Illinois have been paying their fair share for far too long uh, while the burden has been falling on them. Uh, and millionaires and billionaires and the top wealthiest and 3% in our state have simply not paid their fair share. Uh, would it be, I mean, politically, would it be any easier to raise taxes if you were targeting specific segments of the population, uh, you know, like as this tax would do? Yeah, look, as somebody that manages political campaigns, I don't think a tax increase is ever easy for anyone, uh, whether you're raising them on somebody that's making, you know, $100,000 or if you're raising them on somebody that makes a billion dollars. It's never easy. Uh, and I think that we see the campaign around that, you know, the campaign around this idea showing that. But the fact remains is that we have an unfair system that is punishing lower and middle income Illinoisans. And if you look at some of the studies and data, the one I like to point out the most, just because it's kind of the most egregious, in my opinion, is a study that was done by the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy that said over the last 20 years, Black and Hispanic families have paid roughly $4 billion more under the flat tax than they would have paid under the fair tax. And during that same time frame, the top 3% of the wealthiest in Illinois have built their cumulative wealth by 7.5 billion. So this isn't the government giving anything to those individuals. This is individuals that live in those communities, black and Hispanic communities that paid an additional $4 billion more that could have stayed in their communities and been invested in businesses, small businesses like Mr. Uh, Duncan's. So, you know, it's just not fair. We have a regressive system that is punishing people because they don't make a lot of money in this state. Now, Tony Duncan, uh, the coalition says that this tax would put African-American and Latinx people at a disadvantage. Why is that? Well, first off, I just think it's a talking point I, um, that they're using when they say that this is fair. Fair has absolutely nothing to do with it. 
this is again about power, power that the that state representatives that 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 the people that we have in Springfield don't have right now. That power is to create these brackets, and that is going to cause a divide and conquer of our residents. Listen, I am so proud of my employees. You know, I worked so hard to get this business in order, but I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them because we're coming out of COVID. We don't have business stability right now. And no one, no one in this state wants more taxes. You've got such an outward migration. We've got the fastest migration, outward migration of anywhere in the Midwest. We have to understand that this is not about fairness. This is about divide and conquer. This is about giving unyielding power to our Springfield uh, politicians that they don't deserve. And frankly, I don't trust that they'll do a good job with. Frank, uh, can, I, can I respond sure, to that, please? So look, I, it, this has to be about fairness. And that to, there's honestly no other way to look at it. It's simply not fair. I mean, do you think that 4.95% or the current tax rate means the same to someone uh, that made a billion dollars in a year, or does it mean more to somebody that's making $40,000 a year? If small business owners or business owners in the state cared about their employees, they would support the fair tax and give them a tax break. Okay, Tony Duncan. Yeah, thank you so much. I think at the end of the day, this is not about fairness. This is about power. And most importantly, it's about trust and the lack thereof. We have a problem with our politicians fixing the budget not trying to find new ways to collect our money. This is about trusting that Springfield politicians will do the right thing, and we know they will not. Let's, let's, let's move this into the, the, that bottom line, which is what the state needs. There are more than 30 states that have progressive income taxes, with, and with some exceptions, they've, uh, they've found them beneficial. Uh, the the um, backers of these kinds of taxes say, this is extra revenue, and there's no doubt that this tax would raise more money. Uh, that's what that's the one of the aims of. Um, so the system seems to they say that the system puts more money in the hands of the middle class. How does that happen, Quentin folks? Well, it happens for a number of things. One, the revenue that we need because the state has. A revenue problem. The state does not have a spending problem. We need additional revenue to put into things like education. Currently, the state of Illinois does not fund education at the national level, which is roughly 50%. The state funds education at around 25%, and that burden falls on property taxes. If we get more revenue to put into the education system, then we can lower property taxes and save individuals money there, which is the number one tax burden for all individual tax dollars and small businesses in the state. Um, so lowering property taxes can add more money and also lower a barrier to home ownership or property ownership, which we know is a really big problem for you know, minority communities in the state. So that's one. And then just paying down our pension payments, paying down other structural deficits that we have so the state doesn't have to continue borrowing money and having to pay super high interest rates on that money. It's not that difficult to understand. It's the same as if you have a personal credit card. If you, if you put a lot on that credit card and you don't pay it down, you have to do it. The state of Illinois has had to routinely borrow money to pay bills because of things that honestly can't be cut. The opponents love to say, let's cut this, let's cut this, but they never come to the table with solutions of things to cut. And then anytime anything that is proposed to help lower middle income families in the state, they balk at it, such as raising the minimum wage to a living wage to $15 an hour. And now 
this graduated or fair tax. So we simply just can't continue to kick the can down the road and say, well, this doesn't solve every single problem that we've had uh, all in one foul swoop, so we shouldn't do it. I tell you, give me 50 years with the fair tax in place as we've had 50 years with the flat tax in place, and then we'll see where the state of Illinois is financially. Well, Tony Duncan, let's talk about the business perspective, though, and that's where a lot of this comes down. Um, what's the tipping point? Do businesses will find it or will businesses find it better to operate somewhere else than in Illinois? Will they really flee? And is that the experience that we've seen around the country, basically? You know, Craig, I'll tell you again, this is really scary to see the amount of outward migration that's going on. I have to go back to what he said. It is exactly like having a credit card, having the ability to spend money you don't have. I'll tell you this, and remember, this is the issue at hand, is whenever you have a spending problem, you will have a budget problem. The problem that we have is the spending that goes on. And this is more power to do more spending. There's hundreds of ways to fix the budget without raising the taxes. Illinois cannot be compared to other states. And the primary reason why is that we're always, we're already the second highest in the country when it comes to paying taxes. The highest taxes already in gas and in property taxes, all the fees, we are being overwhelmed. We don't need any more. And I don't trust that in 50 years, let alone five years, you'll see any significant benefit to a graduated system. Mind you, you have so many states in the country that are moving away from the graduated system. I'm, I'm not sure which states, uh, I, I mean, I understand Connecticut is probably a, uh, maybe the outlier and that it's the, well, the you state got where it was like a disaster. You have North Carolina. Go ahead, so you say that again. States. You have Tennessee, you have North Carolina, you have different states. You know, they're not seeing any of the progress that they are that they were expecting. North Carolina, we see that they are progressing up with the flat tax. Craig, so, okay, Quinn folks, talk about that. What's what are you seeing across the country? So the answer to your question that was originally asked about businesses leaving, there's no correlation between businesses or, or small business owners leaving. Look, I don't own a small business and I really do appreciate the passion that Mr. Duncan brings to this and he is a small business owner. I, I don't have that perspective, but there's no correlation between small businesses or businesses leaving a state uh, that have graduated income tax systems. And then secondly, the out-migration that's occurring in the state of Illinois is occurring and it's something that's normally called black flight because it is a number of minorities who are leaving the state. And the reason those minorities are leaving the state is because of economic opportunity, jobs, and burdening our low, high burden property taxes that is stopping them from being able to own property, which we all know owning property or real estate leads to wealth. So it's impossible for these communities to be able to build any wealth simply because fair property taxes are so high. And the fact is that the state is not funding education, creating opportunities. There's no investment going in into, into these communities. And again, referencing that study that I said, why should they stay when they're being asked to pay $4 billion more than they would have been asked to pay under a different tax system? This is the way that a majority of states and the federal government approach taxation. And for some reason, Illinois is still living in the, you know, the, the, the golden age and, and not coming up to task. We cannot continue to keep the burden 
on lower middle income families without giving them anything. And the fact is they're leaving because of it. So if we keep this flat tax system in place and all the job owners say they're gonna stay, eventually they're not gonna have any workers to hire. They're not gonna have any consumers to buy their products because these are the individuals that are leaving because the state of Illinois is failing them, failing to invest in their communities and failing to take the tax burden off their backs. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore, and we're talking about the ballot question on whether Illinois should adopt a graduated income tax rather than the flat tax we now have. My guests are Quentin Folks, director of Vote Yes for Fairness, and Tony Duncan, a businessman with the coalition to stop the tax hike amendment. We are recording this interview via Zoom conferencing. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the the future because a lot of it seems and Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony Duncan, a lot of this is about the fear of what might happen in the years down the line, because frankly, the rates for the, the tax that would first be imposed are already published and, you know, up to $250,000, the rate would either be lower or stay the same. So is it just a matter of mistrust that lawmakers won't be able to contain themselves. Thank you, Craig. Well, listen, first off, I want to say this. Yes, I do own a small business. And from my vantage point, I see people with very decent money fleeing this state. I see large employers now taking jobs and wages. And they are leaving for the same exact reason of other people who don't have that money. And that is taxes and the amount of, of, of feeling so overwhelmed that they're being attacked by the, the, our own politicians with taxes. If they were serious about these rates, they would have baked them into the amendments. I can't say that enough. You know, they can change everything that they're saying, all the different percentages and how much. They could change that the day after the election because it's not about that. It's about power versus trust. They want more power, but we have no reason to trust them. Why is it the flat tax? Why is it the rate for the flat tax baked into the Constitution? Why aren't you calling for that? If this fails, the, the, they're still going to have the ability to raise taxes. So why is it okay that for the past 50 years under the flat tax, the tax rate has not been baked into the Constitution? But all of a sudden, when we want to switch it to something that's going to give 97% of Illinoisans a tax cut, then, then all of a sudden we have to bake these into the constitution. This has nothing to do with power. This is about taking the tax burden off of lower middle income families. And what you see voters at home, ask yourself, look at who is funding the opposition to this. You have some of the wealthiest organization and the wealthiest individuals who are opposing this, but also while they're opposing it, they're saying, you know what we should do instead, we should implement sales taxes. We should implement retirement taxes on seniors. We should raise the current flat tax. Why? Because they know at the end of the day, they continue to get the deal that lies within the flat tax that we currently have that allows them not to pay their fair share. And the fair tax changes that by asking them to pay more. So we are asking the wealthiest in the state to step up and pay more. But the, the argument that the rates for the fair tax aren't baked into the Constitution is folly because the rates for the flat tax aren't baked into the Constitution now. And our opponents seem to have been OK with that for years and years and years. Well, we're, we're not asking to change the Constitution, and that's the issue. The issue is now you're asking to change the con Constitution, you know, and we are grateful for the hundreds of thousands of small business owners, family farmers, and retirees who support this. Remember, these aren't just rich 
people saying that they want um, they want a flat tax. These are people, state residents that are of income and of very middle class income. It's important to point this out. This is not the rich against the poor. There are rich people on both sides of this conversation. No one wants higher taxes, period. And no one wants to have to trust Springfield politicians when they've already raised the taxes twice in the last 10 years. I don't trust them. and I don't think anyone in their right mind should. Let's talk. Well, there are a couple of issues that we're, we're dealing with right now. One is the, the campaigns. And it seems as if it's a matter of basically fear on both sides. In, on, on the uh, side that you're talking about, Tony Duncan, it's a fear of what the lawmakers will do. Quentin Folks, tell me about what happens if this tax fails. Look, I don't think that it's a fear and I don't, we, you know, my organization has not tried to scare anybody. I think that we've tried to make sure that people understand and educate them on what the fair tax does for them and what it means for their families. And the fact that 97% of individuals in the state are going to see a tax cut and only those individuals making more than $250,000 a year will, will have to pay more. And so I agree with uh, Mr. Duncan that there are some, you know, middle-class business owners, but you don't get to 97% by taxing these individuals. This is going to give 97% of Illinoisans a tax cut. And to your question, Craig, I'm not a legislator. I, I don't know. I do understand the fiscal problems that lie within the state of Illinois. And I do will can routinely say that it is a revenue problem. It's not a spending problem. And some of this comes down to a moral perspective of what we're going to do. We hear opponents say cut, cut, cut. We cannot cut our way out of this problem. And we are not trying to paint the fair tax as a silver bullet. But the fair tax is the best way that we have right now to change the trajectory of the state. And I, 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 I do fear what happens if we don't. Uh, pass the fair tax and implement this and take the tax burden off of lower and middle income families in the state and give the state the revenue and the resources that it needs to properly fund things like education to lower property taxes. We're going in the wrong way. Um, Tony Duncan, what or does the coalition have a position on what could be done in lieu of a, uh, a tax, a graduated income tax? If the state needs more money, what could it do? Well, first off, let me just say this. As a small business owner, I am truly scared, okay? I am scared because I know that what we're voting for is so very different than what they're saying. What we are voting for is to give Springfield politicians, and I will say this over and over again, the ability to hike taxes and to create as many brackets that they can charge whatever they want whenever they want. Okay, this is not about some proposed 97 or 3%. All of that can be out of the window the day after election. Yes, we've got very, very meaningful, well thought out um, uh, uh, ways to go about doing this in a graduated form. And again, another thing that Quinton pointed out that I think is extremely wrong is that we on our side are very protective about the retirement incomes and things of this nature. We are not looking to add different taxes all over the place. These things are not true. What we're talking about is staying clear, staying completely clear of another power gain for 
Springfield politicians, state treasurers as the one who said in June, and now flip-flopping that they are not going to touch taxes or they wouldn't touch the graduate the taxes of retirees. I'm telling you that right there shows that you cannot trust Springfield politicians because they can flip-flop and change in 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 a matter of moments. Quinn folks, retirement tax, the retirement taxes or retirement system uh, is not on the ballot, but it has become a major issue in this campaign. I mean, well, one, Craig, I, I, I would be, I would be remiss not to point out that you just asked what alternative solutions were to Mr. Duncan, and he routinely did what opponents always do when it comes to these things that help lower middle income families not answer the question. He pivoted back to something about it having to do with power that is simply not true. They have no alternatives, yet they oppose anything that we that is put Craig, on the table, and they just bash it down. And to this your is question, not a budget me, question. When this the is question talking about me, power. Craig, let's, 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 the question let, let, that let you just asked about retirement tax is, again, another attempt by opponents who have no real solutions or ideas of their own to bring to the table simply trying to scare voters. The fact is, retirement income is exempt in the state of Illinois. This is about the fair tax has nothing to do with tax and retirement income. And Mr. Duncan and opponents of the fair tax know that they're using it okay. as fear monitoring. Okay, well, let me All right, we're going on and on. Listen, this is a budget. This, excuse me, this is not about the budget. The reason why I'm not going to digress into that conversation is because this is not about that. We keep moving away from the central issue. The central issue is power, power for politicians. And we need to be aware of that because everything else is superficial and subject to change. But Mr. Duncan, wait, wait, both. You're opposing the fair tax, but what are the rates? Have you looked into the plan? What are the rates? I've looked at everything. That is not the issue. That is Again, the issue. We're discussing the issue the tax, is the about hiking tax. taxes. Excuse me. I'm sorry, okay. Quinton. The issue is about hiking taxes and creating as many brackets as they want to charge okay. what they want whenever they want. But that Mr. equals power. Mr. Duncan, it was the coalition that first raised the issue of retirement income, and it has now become a major focus of that. What does retirement income have to do with this besides uh, creating some fear among, se frankly, senior citizens? Yes, it's very important to point out, Craig, that it was actually the state treasurer who said in June that the graduated system would help to deal with the retiree tax issue. Now, flip-flopping, why should I or anybody else trust Springfield politicians when I see what they just did? Does it make any difference that Governor Pritzker, when asked about it this last week, said he believes it would be inappropriate to tax retirement income? And if he's the leader of the party right now, does that not say it's not going to get past his desk? First off, that's not what we're voting on. What we're voting on is the ability for them to um, create a graduated tax system that gives them the ability to hike our taxes whenever they want at any time they want, and that is power. So we need to keep this conversation focused on what it is, and that is voting no because we don't trust Springfield. And Quentin, folks, I'm sure you will say that it, the focus is voting yes because... The focus is voting yes because we have an extremely regressive tax system. It does not grant Springfield any additional power. And since Mr. Duncan couldn't answer your question and he said that the rates have nothing to do with 
uh, what we are talking about here. I believe that they do. So let me explain to voters what the rates are so that they know. 4.95% uh, is the current flat tax rate in the state of Illinois. If the fair tax goes into effect on November 4th after voters approve it, the rates that would immediately go into effect are the first $10,000 that an individual makes will be taxed at 4.75%. The next $10,001 to $100,000, so the next $90,000 will be taxed at 4.9, which is again, another tax cut from the current 4.95. From $100,000 to $250,000 will be taxed at the current rate of 4.95. That is how we come up with the estimate that 97% of Illinoisans will see a tax cut under this because 97% of people in the state of Illinois make less than $250,000. So Tony what Duncan, we only on, have about 30 seconds or so left. But Thank you very much. Um, yeah. First and foremost, let's just remember this. All of that is superficial. They can change all of those parameters the day after the election. If they were serious about what they're saying, if they were serious about those rates, they would have been baked into the amendment, but they are not. They would have the power now to bring up our taxes and do that whenever they want in whichever bracket they want, as soon as the vote goes don't trust these politicians. You have to double down and say no to what you're actually voting for. And that means no extra power for Springfield politicians. That's going to have to be the final word. That was uh, Tony Duncan with the Coalition to Stop the Tax Amendment. My thanks also to Quentin Folks of Vote Yes for Fairness for spending this time with us. To our listeners, if you want a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at WBBMNewsRadio.com. There should be a link at the bottom of the page. Otherwise, follow the podcast link. You can also find our podcasts on Radio.com. A program note, all this week, WBBM will feature an in-depth series looking at Illinois' income tax structure, its history, and what the amendment might mean to taxpayers. You can hear those reports at 8.40 a.m. and 5.40 p.m. Monday through Friday. I will be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.